0: Well, happy Mother's Day. And for all of you who have children at home today, I hope you've had a nice morning, perhaps breakfast in bed. I hope you've had some nice homemade cards or perhaps some chocolates or flowers. And I also want to say to all those mums who are not going to be able to see their children today, that when you do meet on Zoom or FaceTime or whatever you're going to do today, I hope you have a pleasant chat And soon, really soon, you'll be able to celebrate properly. So happy Mother's Day. And obviously Mother's Day, as Adam said, is also a time where we remember those mothers who've gone before us. And we say thank you to God for the input and the life that they have given us. And as we remember them, we thank God for them and we honor them. And I just want to say that those of you who have your mums to really take the opportunity to give them your love and your wishes of like blessing for them and to really thank them for the things that they do for you. Because sometimes we don't say the things that we really mean to say and um, I would just encourage you to do that. There's so many things I'd love to say to my mum things of, you know, thank you, thanking her for the things she's done for me and the sacrifices that she made for me, and being a mum of three now grown-up children and understanding the journey us mums have to take, the toddler years, the teenagers I don't really know which one I prefer, to be honest, but anyway, you, you get through so much and you give up so much and the love and all of the things you input to your children is so important to be able to say thank you to our mums on this special day for those things that they do for us so yeah it's a kind of a mixed emotion day isn't it for a lot of people and uh, so for those mums with children at home i hope you treasure these moments with your little ones okay so we are going to be looking at some thoughts today and i want to encourage us all and we're going to look at how we can really sort of encourage ourselves at this season and going back a couple of weeks ago I was uh, sitting at the dining room table and a book that my son, Sam, had been bought by his lovely girlfriend Beth for Christmas caught my eye. It was there sat on my counter and it was a a Mama cookbook and the caption was Feed Your Soul. And I thought it really caught my eye and I thought, yes, we need to feed our soul, not just nourish our bodies. Now, I'm sure many of us have been having a little bit more screen time especially in this last lockdown with the late sort of dark winter nights and not much else to do sort of thing. And I have found myself watching quite a few series on YouTube. And I came across this series called Pasta Grannies. And I absolutely loved it. And it was a show where a film crew would go into these nonna's homes. And a nonna, if you're not Italian, is basically an Italian grandmother or mother and you would see them making their wonderful traditional family recipes that had been passed on from generation to generation, and you would see them rolling the pasta, you would see them making their own special recipe tomato sauce, you wouldn't see a tin of chopped tomatoes or a packet of spaghetti anywhere in those kitchen cupboards, and you would see the intricacies of these pastor grannies, the skills of their hands that had obviously been with them since being a child where they would have sat at the table with their mothers and their grandmothers learning the skill of pasta making. And I loved this series because then you would see the time and effort and passion and love that went into creating these meals for their families. And so the families would gather around the table where that nonna had perhaps spent all day long making the pasta into intricate little shapes, making sure that ragu sauce had cooked down for four hours, simmering in red wine and lovely herbs grown in the garden. And the family would come in. And having been brought up on a a street of Italian families as a child in Llanelli, Mealtimes would be uh, loud and passionate and there would be discussion and fun and laughter and problems would be shared and problems would be discussed and you would really leave that table feeling like you had been nourished not just having your bellies filled, but your soul fed as well. And it's really caught my eye about how we can nourish our souls. How as busy mums, you can find the time to nourish your soul because how important it is to nourish your own soul. Because if we don't take that time to spend with Jesus, to give that little bit of time to God to get strengthened and replenished, then how much difficult more difficult it is to give out. It's very difficult to run on an empty tank, isn't it? I was driving down the road the other day and my petrol light came on and I thought if I don't pull into this service station soon I'm gonna be phoning Adam. Oh, I've run into petrol, come and rescue me. And it's so important that we fill our souls like that petrol tank so that we have energy to give out to all of those around us. <coughs> And when we consider Jesus, a lot of his time with his friends, when he taught, when he told his stories, and all of those things are often found around meals. Meals with his friends, meals with his disciples, and often it would be during times of feasts and festivals. I would love to have lived back then in uh, Jerusalem and been with Jesus and all his friends, because everything seemed to revolve around meals. How lovely is that? And so we are built for community, we are created for community, and these things are important to us. And obviously that is why a lot of us have really struggled in this last lockdown particularly, because now we are really missing our friends and really missing our family, because we are created to connect with people. And so hopefully really soon as we slowly and safely come out of this next lockdown, we've got so much to look forward to, so much community to look forward to, to um, really bless our souls and also those around us. And so for many mothers and grandmothers today, it is going to be through Zoom or FaceTime that they will connect with their children and grandchildren. And so I hope that you get to see your families really soon too. But when we consider Jesus and how he he nurtured his soul, we often find that he would draw away from the crowds and draw away from people from time to time. And so we read and see a lot in the scriptures that Jesus would draw away and spend time alone with his father. And sometimes Jesus chose solitude over people. Now, I don't know about you, but in this season, have you um, found yourself being zoomed out? Meetings in work, meetings to meet people and friends and families, all brilliant. And thank goodness we have it. But sometimes you can be zoomed out. Well, pre-COVID, sometimes you would get a bit peopled out, wouldn't you? You know, you'd have a busy day in work or there'd be a conference and people are bombarding you with questions and wanting to talk to you and things like this. And sometimes you can get home after a busy shift or a busy day or a busy day at university or school and you can just feel... Oh, peopled out. I just need some space, some time to be alone, just to be with God, just to replenish and to recharge one's batteries. And now being a, mis- a busy mum... It is really hard to find that opportunity to just have even a minute or five minutes peace. But if we can organize it, it is really important and really helpful. And so we're going to just explore a couple of um, passages in the scripture where Jesus chose this solitude over people on a number of occasions. He would often, before a major task, retrieve and spend time alone with his father. He would recharge after a hard day's work. And in Mark chapter six, verses 30 to 32, it says this. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry taught and told him all that they had done and what they had taught. Then Jesus said, let's get away from the crowds for a while and rest. There were so many people coming and going that, to, to Jesus and his apostles that they didn't even have time to eat. And they left by boat for a quieter spot. And then it goes on to talk about Jesus feeding the 5,000. And then it says in verse 46, afterwards, he went up to the hills alone by himself to pray. And doing God's work is very important. But Jesus recognized that to do it effectively, we need periodic rest and renewal. So if Jesus, God's one and only son, needed to spend time alone with the Father, how much more do we, me me immortals, need to do that for our spiritual sustenance? And um, it's quite challenging really, isn't it? And then before making an important decision, he would retrieve as well and spend time and think and pray and wait on God. And in Luke 6, 12 to 18, it says, one day Jesus went to a mountain to pray. And he prayed to God all night. And in verse 13, it says, At daybreak, he called together all of his disciples and chose 12 of them to be his apostles. And it's really interesting to note here that before every important event in Jesus' life, he took time to go off by himself and pray. And so let's make sure that all of our important decisions, as members or whoever we are listening this morning, are grounded in prayer. And so Jesus made sure that he withdrew to a quiet place to pray. And many things clamor for our attention. Many people clamor for our attention. And sometimes we can absolutely run ourselves ragged trying to meet all of the demands that are sometimes put upon us. But strength comes from God. And in him, we can be strengthened. And so we can find that strength by spending time with him. Now, I have a lot of friends who are young mums with young children, and this last year has been absolutely the most amazing, challenging year of one's life. And it has been challenging and difficult in many ways for all of us from time to time in different ways but for mums who've literally been thrown into this situation where they have had to homeschool perhaps they've been furloughed maybe they're juggling working from home raising a family for those mums who've had a baby this year how difficult it has been to not have visitors and not see family <coughs> and not go you know to two places we would normally take a newborn And so it has been a very particularly challenging year for mums. And we recognise that. And that's why we kind of want to say, you know, you really do deserve an Oscar or a medal or, you know, a two weeks holiday in a spa after this because you deserve it. You've done absolutely amazing and you haven't given up, and you've been there for your children, and you've adapted so quickly on a weekly and daily basis at times. So well done, mums, keep going. Hopefully this is all going to change shortly, and some sort of normality will resume. And so I have been chatting with some of my friends and I have asked them how they have maintained their spiritual closeness to God during this difficult year of COVID, raising small children and having families at home. And these are some of the things that I have been really encouraged by that they have implemented in their lives and in their families' lives and in their uh, relationships to really ensure that they are being nurtured and nourished and feeding their souls. And a couple of the things some of my friends said were... Communication is really important between your partner. When you're having a really difficult, stressful, tiring, long day, it's important to be able to communicate fairly and then to be able to give one another a little break, even if it's half an hour, so that you can then go and have a walk or a bath or just spend some time reading your Bible or praying and just having that you and God time so that it happens. Another thing was that some of these, my friends, would do a reading plan on their phone. And that would be really practical and helpful. And sometimes, if that can't be done because of the demands of the day or whatever is happening, they have disciplined themselves to get to bed about half an hour earlier. And they have left their Bible on their pillow that morning. So when they get into bed, that is the last thing they do. So they ensure that they are going to sleep in a positive frame of mind, having received and heard from God through his scriptures and prayed and connected, and then waking up feeling that they are starting the day in the right way. A couple of people have said how worship has been key for them, even when they're busy doing chores or preparing dinner or tidying up, that they have had worship on in the background, on Alexa, on a CD or whatever, and that Those positive lyrics have fed them and those words have filled their mind and got them through the day. Some practical things. Some other friends said how they have subscribed to Yippee, which is a Christian television channel and children's TV and things like that, like Veggie Tales and all of these wonderful... Things have been available so watching that UCB which is a subscription that you can have for free and there's audio and books and things that you can read and listen to which has really strengthened them and helped them And for others, it's been nature walks and listening to their favorite teachers on YouTube. And so lots of practical things that some of my friends with young children have really found has helped them get through this time, ensuring that they are feeding their souls and being nourished spiritually, because it's really important to do that. Okay, we're gonna move on now. We're gonna have a quick little look at two very influential women in the New Testament. And these are Timothy's mother, eunice my grandmother's name was eunice and his grandmother lois so his mum and his grandmother and into timothy chapter 1 verse 5 we read paul saying this to timothy i know that you sincerely trust the lord for you have the faith of your mother eunice and your grandmother lois this is why i remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift god gave you when i laid hands on you For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and of love and of self-discipline. So you must never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. Now these women of faith had communicated their strong beliefs in Jesus to Timothy as a young boy. It is believed that Timothy's father was Greek, so therefore not a believer at that time, And so the main influence in Timothy's life growing up as a young lad would have been his grandmother and his mother. And how important it is, as grandmothers and mothers, at the influence that we do have upon our children and grandchildren, our wider families, but, you know, for friends and all of those that we affect around us, and for all of us, how we influence people around us, it's really important. And I think for one of the positives that has come out of this year this of lockdowns and change and not being able to go anywhere and being forced to be at home most of the time with the people in your household i think the main thing for mems has been amongst all of the challenges has been the absolute privilege of being really the main influencer on your child or children's life in this last year even on the bad days and I think it's been so wonderful that we have been able to have this opportunity to spend precious time with our children and families, when we are the main influence. Obviously, they have their screens and they connect, but they haven't been in school or college or with their sort of usual, um, with their usual sphere of people who influence them. And so that is an amazing thing. And I just feel this year that our children have amongst all the challenge, really flourished because of that security and because of that love and because of that time and cooking meals and making cakes as these lovely children have shared today, that we have actually had this opportunity to really nourish our children's souls. And as they go back into school and college and university and back to their jobs and back to outside influences over these next few weeks and months, let's just pray for them, their continued connection to us that they wouldn't be all of a sudden right don't want to know you anymore i'm back with my friends back in school back here there and everywhere but that these memories would be treasured and the new things that we have perhaps found we continue to do maybe not so much in um the amount of time we've had but that we continue to do these things with our children and so that has been a positive i have observed in many families even on the trying and stressful days, that you have been the main influence in your child's life and we might never get that time back again, so be encouraged. And so we can see how influence is so important. And so don't hide your light at home. Our families are fertile fields for planting seeds of the message of Jesus. And so let your parents, your spouse, your brothers, your sisters, your friends, your children, your grandchildren, know about your faith in Jesus, just like Lois and just like uh, Eunice had influenced young Timothy here in the New Testament. Let them see that Jesus' is love, Jesus' kindness, his joy is evident in your life, not just through your words, but through your deeds as well. So that act of love that sacrificial act that kind word that prayer that offer to help and all of these things that we can do really do communicate jesus his love and his ways not just through the things that we say but through what we do as well and i love this time of year spring i love how you know the earth is plain and then in a few months time there's going to be major fruit from it Now, here's a girl who knows a thing or two or who has learnt many things in this last year of lockdown. Uh, We have our very own Fifi Flower Tots and she grows things and uh, has a wonderful glass as they're full of tomatoes from last year. And I love how we can pop a little seed into the earth or into a small plant pot of earth or into the ground. And then in a few months, the glass house is full of greenery and ripe fruits. And sometimes it really takes time for people to finally realize that faith is real, Jesus is real, and they choose Jesus for themselves. But we are the seed planters, and the Holy Spirit does the watering. And so all of these things that we do for our children and our friends and our spouse and our communities and people in work and wherever we spend our time and find ourselves influencing... Be encouraged that you are the seed sowers and let God do the rest. And so I I just wanted to um, encourage us really this morning to continue to find practical ways of nourishing your soul in this season. Mums, to continue to feed yourselves um, as you give out to others so much. To so ensure that you are spending time with God and to connect with God and spend time reading the Bible and worshipping and praying and just having some time to yourself. And also for all of us to recognize our influence and in this season as we continue to influence people, let them see Jesus shining in and through you. And so I hope you will continue to have a nice Mother's Day. And I hope many of you have had some nice gifts, some homemade cards and things like that. And I have some lovely treasured memories of gifts my children have bought me over the years. And sometimes, you know, it's like, uh, oh, uh, Amazon delivery hasn't come yet. You'll have to have it next week. But there have been some very thoughtful gifts bought for me. And I'm going to share them with you as we finish. So my son, Sam, our eldest boy, I love Spain. I lived in Spain as a child, and uh, there's a little drink in Spain that I would drink when I'm there on holiday, and it's called Cacalat. Sorry, Simon, we're going back to the first slide. <laughs> and it's like a little chocolate drink served over ice. And one year, my Sam ordered a bulk load from Amazon of these little bottles of Cacolat, which you could only buy in Spain. And whenever we'd go, I'd always put four in my bag to bring home. <coughs> And that was really moving and really special to me. And there were about 48 bottles and it was all in the fridge. And I probably, out of the 48, only had about three. (laughs) And also, my son Isaac, a few years ago, bought me a lovely, thoughtful gift. He bought me this lovely pink apron, my favourite colour. And it says, Mum, the best cook ever. I don't think so. And she cooks the best chocolate cakes and shortbread and cowl. There we are. That's my son's diet right there. And my daughter Naomi, she's very thoughtful. She bought me this lovely notepad and she's put some photos on the front of our little jollies together over the years. And inside she's inscribed, a book to write your talks in so you can stop stealing mine. Because I'm always scrambling for paper and pens in our house. I don't know if it's the same for you. And so mums i hope you continue to have a lovely day and for those of us who have our mums just tell them how much you love them and value them and appreciate them and for all of us tuned in today encourage yourselves nourish your soul and um, be encouraged so thanks for tuning in and we shall hopefully see you very soon i'm just going to pray now and hand back over to adam thank you jesus that you love each and every one of us so much that you died for us that you wanted us to have a relationship with you, to have all of the things that we've done wrong forgiven, that we can walk on this earth not alone, that we have a friend, a father, a brother, a leader, a guide, and a saviour. And I thank you so much for that and for the work of the cross. And as we reflect upon the way you spent your time today with your friends, with your disciples, and how you would go away and just spend time alone with your Father, help us, Lord, to really copy that in our daily lives so we become more efficient and functional and whole and able to give out to those around us because of the example you set for us. I pray for every mum today that you would strengthen them and bless them and reward them, Lord, for this year gone by. And I pray for each and every one of us you would fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit as we go into this week ahead and help us to sow seeds around us of love and peace and joy. May we be the people who are the peacemakers. May we be the people who bring a word in due due season into somebody's life who needs to hear it this week. And help us, Lord. (coughs) to realize that it's you that waters those seeds so we give you this week lord we pray for your blessing bless everyone watching in the name of jesus amen amen